Where Kindness Lives is designed to cultivate a kinder world by helping to inform and inspire. Hosted by Jenny Sager from Nextdoor, the neighborhood network connecting you to what truly matters so you can belong. We'll chat to the most thought-provoking individuals paving the way for positive change and hear from neighbors who deliver small acts of kindness every day. So come on a journey to where kindness lives. You're listening to part two of our chat with the author of Make It Nice, Real Housewives of New York star Dorinda Medley. Let's pick it up with how Dorinda uses her fame for good. I'm going to talk about your philanthropic work because you have certainly done a lot of it. I mean, I can ramble off some of these organizations. So the Born This Way Foundation, which we at Nextdoor have also worked with, Prevention, the Ronald McDonald House, New York Loves Kids.org, and Gabrielle's Angel Foundation, just to name a few. Why is that important to you? You know, it's, it's so funny you bring this up because I was thinking about that the other day because COVID kind of stopped us all doing all that stuff and being involved. And I think, you know, I really love God's Love Deliver, too. I work with them quite a bit. And I just, I think anything you can do that reminds you that we're living in a city and the needs of a city. And I love to do stuff that's about the city. You know, I, I, I like my friend runs La Leila from for South Africa, and I go to all, I support all my other friends. But I love being in a city where you can live in it and, and enjoy all the bodies, but also learn how to give back to it. Because... We, it's very easy to forget that this city is a working, functioning city of a lot of single mothers, a lot of people that are scraping by every day. And there's a whole side of it that you have to know. In, in order to be a true New Yorker, you've got to know all sides of New York. It's just almost mandatory. And it's what makes it endearing, I think, yeah. to know all of those sides. And, you know, you're, if you're, you know, as mom always, my mom always says, you know, if you're given much, you got to give much. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, I think we all need to be in service at, at some point. Yeah. And I think what people that haven't lived in New York don't understand is there's an incredible sense of community here. And an Huge. sense of neighborhood. And Nextdoor's mission and purpose is actually to cultivate a kinder world where everyone has a neighborhood to rely on. And I had my first child in New York City, and it was definitely like, I mean, my local dry cleaner was helping me out. A guy who owned the coffee shop down the street was bringing coffee up to my five-floor walk-up and... It was amazing, and I think a lot of people don't think of New York City like that. I, I think the most unlonely place to live is New York. In fact, I think as an older person, I'll, I'll but everybody should move to New York because you're never alone. Yeah, you 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 know you're it's a and it's a very pedestrian city. So you, I'm gonna definitely I would rather, much rather be in a city than in a big house as an older person because you need anything you want to see someone you want to do something different you want to take up a new hobby you want to change it up. All you have to do is change neighborhoods to change it up in New York. Yeah. You know, take a ride all the way downtown and have dinner. You're like, whoa, this looks a whole different because I'm a big Upper East Sider. <laughs> so to drag me past 57th Street is very difficult. Like when I looked at the address today, I was like, 29th Street? Why the hell did I agree to this? <laughs> okay, so we've determined everyone should wait tables and everyone should live in New York City. So, so far we've determined that. I always say to people, I say, if you want me to meet you below 27th, Anything before 5 o'clock, I'll do. After 5 o'clock, it's 57th and up or bust. Someone said to me the other night, do you want to go to Baltadar at like 8 o'clock? I'm like, no, I don't. First of all, 8 o'clock, I'm one hour away from brushing my teeth, okay? So, (laughs) 
no what's the answer and why the hell are you eating at eight o'clock at night we're old yeah exactly well your other home is bluestone manor yes it is and so tell us a little bit about that area why that's important to you and then i want to talk about all of the businesses that you've kind of launched out of bluestone manor as well well bluestone manor well you know i grew up in brother berkshire's and my great grandfather was worked with staff now it sounds very glamorous work with Stanford. he was a mason and he was, a, my whole family, I come from a big family of Italian Masons, and my father's Polish, so I may look very Upper East Side, but I'm really like, you know, I always say I'm gangster and Gucci. You just scratch the surface. Right? Um, and, you know, I don't know if you know about the Berkshires, but the Berkshires home to many beautiful estates and manors, and they call them cottages. Before people went and moved to the ocean, they all, the Rockefellers, everyone built up there, so the work up there is gorgeous. And when we were growing up, so my great-grandfather worked on it, and I still, and my Aldo Spadassini, my uncles, and the Kelly Gary. So my house is filled with little clues of people that I actually ended up growing up with. Because Masons are very famous for leaving their mark. Mm. And, you know, stonework is everything in New England. Like, I have stonework in my blood. I can't look at a stone wall without being like, how is this thing constructed? Is it dry? (laughs) Um, and then my grandfather worked on it. My grandfather actually uh, chopped part of the house off at one point and rolled it down the hill, and they sold it to someone else. Oh yeah, gosh. you can see where it was. So I and when I was growing up, you know, what we would do is on a Sunday because we didn't grow up with a lot of money and stuff, or we never really did. My father was a telephone man, but Sundays were a day to venture out. So we would take rides throughout the Berkshires, and my mother would would point out all the houses that her family worked on. And it's extensive. I mean, I think my one of my relatives' fingers were on every beautiful estate that's in the Berkshires. And I used to see Bluestone Manor. My dad, who was a telephone man, used to take me to lunch once a month. He used to take each one of us to lunch once a month and then buy you a Barbie. It was like a big day out with your dad. And you'd go in his telephone truck. It was like all very secretive and hide if someone sees you because you don't want to get fired. And I used to say to my father, one day when I grow up, Dad, I'm going to live in that house. Oh, my gosh. And I'm never going to get married, and I'm just going to have you and Mom live with me forever. And he used to say, oh, of course you are my princess. I'd be like, no, no, I'm really going to live in that house. So I used to tell this story all the time. I used to, I, when I was dating Richard, I brought Richard to the Berkshires. I just had, it's a funny thing. I just had this connection to this house. I don't know if it's because I have family that worked on it. I don't know if it's a spiritual thing. But I always wanted that house. So I told Richard the story, and about three months before I got married, we were up in the Berkshires, and he starts driving up the driveway. I said, Richard, you can't just go in there. He said, why not? I bought it for us. So he bought the house as a wedding sort of thing for me. Oh, my God. He said, I want you to have something that, you know, you'll always have, and you've always wanted it. And so that's... So it became, you know, I always say Bluestone Manor, it's built in 1902. It's... It lives and breeds. It's a, you know, and I feel, I always say to people, I'm just a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a custodial that takes care. I know it's not mine, but it's my job because it, it does, it lives. Well, and you're continuing it on because you have started a female owned local business out of it. So Blue Stone Matter Bourbon. Yes. And it's amazing since, um, you know, I, I left, or since I left, since they fired me or was put on pause from the Real Housewives. I was lucky because it was COVID, and I got to write my book, um, Make It Nice, and out of making it nice and sort of recognizing my, no, we don't really follow our own journey, so when you have to write it out, you're kind of like, 
oh, you've done some really crazy stuff during, you know, it was, it was and one of the crazy things. And, you know, one of the love affairs that I have, you know, after Richard passed, I decided to keep the house at least for a couple of years. And then when on Housewives, and obviously it became like the Disney of Housewives. So I mean, people are obsessed with Bluestone Manor, which I find fascinating. And I, I, I decided after, you know, they let me go to really use my platform uh, to my advantage, but expand it so now it's time so people don't just look at me. Because even when I started the show at 50, people just look at me as a housewife. It's like... I lived 50 years before this. And, you know, I, I wanted to brand myself in a way that the housewives still, you'll, I'll always use it as a calling card. And it's one of the best calling cards. I'm not going to lie to you. But now I have, I've built a brand out of Bluestone Manor with, you know, the book, with the Bluestone Manor bourbon, with the Bluestone Manor maple syrup, with teaching people, you know, crazy things like how to set a table, how to, you know, it's because people are dying to have a sense of home again the old world values of home and how to, and it's amazing how people just don't know how to do the simplest things, things that come naturally to me because I grew up very ethnic and my mother had us in the kitchen. I mean, I lived in the kitchen. All, everything was done in the kitchen, fighting, eating, cooking, cleaning up, you know, so in an ethnic house, that's where it all happens, right? My mother would always say births, deaths, births, funerals, christenings, everything happens in the kitchen. Yeah. It, to the point where I, my mother had a linen closet that was by event. <laughs> She'd be like, well, take, get out the funeral linens, get out the Christmas linens. Like, because that's how ethnic families work. They gather in celebration. They gather together, you know, whenever these major events happen. So I'm all about the home yeah. and creating that sort of feeling when you come to my house, it's your house. And it's kind of as expansive as Bluestone Manor is, I think one of the best compliments people give me when they leave is like, it's so cozy. Mm. Because we use every part of the house. I use all my china. I use it, I don't care if it breaks, it's a sign of it's been well used and well loved. And we just, you know, we enjoy it. And I feel, I was saying to my mom the other day, my mom said, can you believe that you've owned this house 11 years since Richard's been passed? I said, I can't, is it 11 yet? Well, 10 years since Richard has passed going into the alignment. I said, I get, but I'm every day I'm there. I, it's an, uh, like, cause I know it's not forever. I mean, I don't know if Hannah wants, you know, it's a, it's a lot. I always say it's, it's like being married to an old man with no money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cause I'm constantly, you know, caretaking it. And you know, you have to have that love affair to be a steward to that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if Hannah's going to want to take it on. Cause it's a lot, you know, it's yeah. 10 and a half thousand square feet and 18 acres. Yeah. And only me. Yeah. But I have this wonderful network of people because remember my father worked there, was a telephone man, knows everybody, my grandfather, my great grandfather. So if anything happens in the house, I'm one call away from, and I'm not even talking directly to the person. I'll call my dad. He's like, oh yeah, I just played poker with Jimmy. His son's doing this. So mm -hmm. like, there's always a network of people that are ready, willing, and able and a lot of the people that restored the house, because I say we renovated it, but we restored it, I would say 75 to 80% of them were ancestors of the people that really originally started that worked on it. Stay kind. Where kindness lives will be back in a flash. Everyone is feeling the pinch with rising costs of living and socialization is becoming a luxury. But connecting with your neighbors is free and scientific research shows it can actually reduce financial stress and improve mental health and well-being. 
Nextdoor is 100% free and is a safe and easy way to find like-minded people in your local area to grab a coffee with, go for a walk, join a book club, or simply say hello. Download the Nextdoor app or go to nextdoor.com today. And ask you any types of questions. So the first one I want to ask you is if you could take anyone on the ultimate girls trip, who would it be? If I could take anyone else on the ultimate girls trip, well, I love my girls, the legacy girls, because they're so, it's just so natural. It's just like we're hanging out at lunch. But if I were going to take girls from other franchises, I think I'd do Kyle Richards. Um, I would do, I love Kyle, I would do Sutton. Okay. I would do Margaret Joseph. I love Margaret. I have a ball with her. I would do, let's see, Cynthia Bailey. Love her. Um, who else would I do? I would love to film with Lisa Vanderpump. Because oh. I think we would have a lot in common with her Villa Rosa and stuff. Oh, I could see this coming. I could definitely see this Right? Coming. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not including my girls because yeah. yes. my girls yes. are, so let's just, because I don't want to yeah. offend any of my no, girls. Outside of that. Um, and let's see. Oh, I think I would throw in, maybe not a housewife girl. I think I might throw in something from like Vanderpump Rules and really mix it up. Like maybe throw in a Lala. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you know, something like that to give it a little different bit of a flavor, a little bit of some youth. Yeah, love it. And then I'd throw in Kyle from Summer House. So that would be a great... This is, we would all be watching this. This is amazing. Because I love him. I just met Kyle from Summer House. I've known him off and on, but I've kind of like got to know him. He's the nicest guy ever. Okay, we need to make this happen. Yeah. Okay, like you've got many former TV producers here, so we can, we can make this happen. We're going to get on that. Oh, and Dolores, I love too, from New Jersey. <laughs> Shout out to Jersey. Love it. I love Jersey. Yeah. Well, you, I am a, a Jersey girl. Yes. So there you go. Um, so I could be on Jersey. You could. It, that would that crossover could happen in a second, you and I could hold my own. Oh yeah, you absolutely <laughs> could. Um, what are you watching? What are you binging? Because we know people are binging. Sex in the City, uh, Love Island. I'm obsessed with Love Island. I just love it. Um, I think the remake of the um, the one. Oh God, what's the name of it? The one where they the uh, what's her name was in where she boils the rabbit. Oh, um, uh, single, not single wife. No, no. Oh, the remake of Fatal Tracks, I think is fantastic. Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. Um, what else am I, well, of course I was obsessed with, uh, White Lotus. Who wasn't? Oh, Succession yes. obsessed with, although I, yeah. I just can't get past the fact he died. Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's already been out. No, I know. <laughs> oh, it's been out. Um, what else? Uh, and then, you know, I, I, watch, I watch a lot of the Housewives series. Of course you do. Yeah. So you've got to support the other ones. Um, okay, you're also famous for your interior design taste. Thanks. Is there a trend that you would want to come back or something that you wish had never happened? Well, I, I mean, even though I made my apartment all white on white on white because I want to make sure I can always sell it, I don't like it. I like even I, like my apartment's beautiful. You'd walk in, everything's built in white lacquer, white, white, white on white on white. Because you know, I'm always thinking about reselling. You know, no one wants like as beautiful as Bluestone Manor is. Is the minute you did that in New York, no one's buying it. Yeah. I love layering. I love lots of colors, and I love lots of things. And I like to know a person when I go into their house. I want to walk away from my house, your house, and say I know you better. Couple more questions. Going back to kindness, who would you say is the kindest housewife? Who would I say is the kindest housewife? It's not really a thing that you really talk about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
Oh, God. Who would you say? On my franchise or overall? Overall, I guess. Yeah. Cynthia Bailey. She's just a nice person. She just has, she's so warm and she's just a wonderful, nice person. And I'm still angry they took her off at Atlanta. We'll have to. We'll, we'll I love her. Bring Cynthia back into the show that has you with the Vanderpump. But I'll tell you something what people don't realize about even our cast is we are huge support systems to each other. So you see all this stuff, but we really are friends. And, you know, I can't, there's never a week or something that we don't all connect with each other. I can call Ramona tomorrow or Luann or Sonia and they pick right up the, they'll, they'll, you, I need this, call me that, like I just, texted Ramona for something I needed. She texted me right back. We're always in communication building. And I think that's one of the things I, 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 I just, I say to women, communicate, tell, don't keep things secret. You know, there's a tendency sometimes with women to keep stuff secrets. I don't know why. For some reason they think it's empowering, but really communicate with each other. Like let each other in and how to do things. Don't make women journey alone. Do you ever find that? Yes, definitely. You know what I mean? And it can be a very lonely journey or they just tell the pretty side of it. Yeah, yeah. And I have girlfriends like Luann, like Ramona, like even Sonia, that just tell the truth to you. If you need something or you got something or you need something done, there's a list given right away. And those are the best friends. Mm -hmm. And I have a great friend, Mona, who's like that. I mean, I luckily have great friends. Yeah, amazing. Okay, any regrets? Last question, any regrets or any advice you give to other people? That- any regrets? How many? You mean how many regrets? <laughs> Eddie's not the word for me. It's how many? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about something I talked about on the radio show today, which I thought I had a conversation with my daughter over the weekend because something happened that was very, I got upset about, and I'm very reactionary. Surprise, surprise. As my mother always said, oh, during this in Kala, when you're good, you're great. But when you're bad, you're terrible. You're like the weather, okay? And it's true about me. I just am, um, and, and something happened and I was crying to Hannah about it. And Hannah is really sort of very adult and very evolved and very much aware of things and really knows how to ask for help and communicate well, which is something that my generation is terrible at, Okay. Um, you know, we're hiders. Something bad happens. You just don't talk to the person until you feel like it's safe. And then you turn up and you're like, hey, how you doing? You just, you know, shove it. She said, so I would say regrets. The things that I was, I said on the radio show today is I felt, I sometimes feel sad for my younger self that I wasn't, I didn't, you know, I'm like, I, they always say like my grandmother did better. My mother did better than my grandmother. I moved further than my mother. And hopefully Hannah moves further than me. But, you know, when you come from a long generation of like, uh, especially ethnic families, you know, and Catholic families and be it all that, this it comes with a lot of, and especially if you want to make big moves in your life, you know, as a woman, I just came from that tip of generation where you have to understand things like sexual harassment were real for me. That wasn't like, is there sexual harassment? You assumed there was some form of it in your workplace and you did not speak of it because you don't want to get fired. Right. So Hannah said something that got a very long winded way to get to this. But Hannah said, you know, mom, I need you to acknowledge that because I was talking to her about the fight and it's going to make me cry talking about that. You know, I watched this uh, fight happen and she said it really wasn't even a the fight wasn't a big deal. But you know what? You and you are a little bit 
from what you've gone through in your life, you're a little bit damaged, and we all are. And maybe, wouldn't it be, was, what, isn't there a world, Mom, where, inst- and I know because of that, Mom, you have had to fight for everything, and your first reaction is like, you know, and she's saying, you've done a good job of it for me, and I've always felt incredibly protected because you're such a warrior. But she said, you know, Mom, you can put down your sword. And then I cried. It's a, because she said, you know, you're reactionary because it's the only way you've known how to be. And I want you to think about that. And, you know, maybe, you know, I talk to people, Mom, and I'm proud to say maybe you need to unravel that a bit. So it's not that I regret. I just feel like maybe my younger self, I would say, don't be so hard on yourself and don't have to be so reactionary. Maybe there's another way to handle this. You know, maybe I didn't have to be a warrior through it. Maybe I could have stopped and had a conversation or bowed out a couple times, but I've had to be out there fighting every fight. Oh, I'll take care of it. Don't you worry. I'll come back with the head. You know, I usually did. That's the crazy thing, right? But a lot of that Hannah says is from the generation you you grew up in. You know, women didn't have a big voice. Definitely. We were more appreciative than we were, you know, we would come from thank you, oh, thank God. You know, and when I did the bourbon, one of the things I said was it, it was it affected me so much. I went to Jay-Z's club one night. He had the opening of his club, and I got invited. I was so excited. And I went to the private room, and there were all these beautiful um, women of color drinking dark liquor. I thought it was so powerful. And I thought to myself, I want to be part of it. It's not just a man's club. Like, let's make this a women's club. And that's, you know, because a lot of the times women were kept out, not just of that, but of the club. You had to be appreciative that you got into anything or you were allowed. Those were the words, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, th- I thought that that was very interesting. Like it was a really important conversation I had with Hannah. Yeah, but it's also a nod to how great of a job you've done with her that she can say that to you. Yes. And feel comfortable saying that. So give yourself a pat on the Well, Hannah's, ev- you know, I love right. the fact for <laughs> Hannah that she's evolved and she's, she thinks about herself and she cares about herself and she's aware that she's important and valued. You know, and I don't know if I really did. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see you on this podcast game with Jay-Z. <laughs> um, where can people find more of your things? Well, you can find the Bluestone Meadow Bourbon. Well, you can find everything at DorindaMedley.com or link in my bio at my Instagram, <laughs> Dorinda Medley. Um, you know, I'm doing a couple events. Uh, live. I do a lot of bottle signings so people can not only... And all of that's on your website. Yes. Yeah. So people can not only meet me, but get a signed bottle. I, I love to do any kind of events where I can meet people. I like to meet people and get involved. Um, I have my radio show every Thursday, Make It Nice with Dorinda Medley at Sirius XM, um, 11 to 12. And you can join me every Saturday at 11 o'clock. I have an Instagram live to invite everybody into my home or wherever I am and catch up with them. And it's done really well. And people just connect. I say connect, everybody. Connect, connect, connect. Awesome. Well, your energy is infectious. You're oh, certainly a you. busy woman. Yeah. And of course, if you want to connect with your neighbors, you can download the Nextdoor app anywhere in the world for free. And you can also go to nextdoor.com. Dorinda, thank you so much. Oh, thank for your you time so today. much. I appreciate it. <laughs>